Hello, you're listening to Texas BioBytes from Texas Biomed. I'm your host, Wendy Rigby. Today, we're talking about the important organ that makes our lives possible, the heart. Texas Biomed recently received a seven-year, $3 million grant to continue working on the Strong Heart Study. Thirty years ago, NIH-funded researchers began looking at particular risk factors for heart disease in the Native American population. What Texas Biomed scientists and their collaborators across the country have found is impacting all of us. I'm Shelley Cole, and I'm an associate professor at Texas Biomed, and I'm co-lead of the Population Health Program. What is the Strong Heart Study? Well, the Strong Heart Study began in 1988 to study the prevalence and risk factors for heart disease in American Indians. And at that time, the prevailing belief was that heart disease rates were actually low in American Indians. However, since that time, physicians working in the communities reported that they were seeing a lot of cardiovascular disease. So the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute of NIH, which funded the Strong Heart Study, was put in place to determine the prevalence of heart disease, cardiovascular disease, and identify its risk factors in this population. The study actually partnered with 13 tribes in three different regions of the U.S. These included Arizona, Oklahoma, and in North and South Dakota. And it enrolled more than 4,500 tribal members at that time. It was also able to show what we now know, that American Indians have some of the highest rates of heart disease relative to other groups in the U.S., and that type 2 diabetes is a major risk factor. And then in 1988, a family study was initiated by Dr. Jean McClure here at Texas Biomed to study genetic risk factors, and it enrolled extended family members of the original cohort study. So all in all, we have more than 7,600 tribal members that have participated in the Strong Heart Study, and it has conducted five exams, which were spaced approximately five years apart each, three that were done in the original cohort, and then two in the family study. The study also collected a large amount of data and samples, including data on events, causes of death, from review of medical records and death certificates. There are currently five funded centers, the three field centers, and then a coordinating center at the University of Oklahoma, cardiovascular center at Cornell, and then the genetic center here at Texas Biomed. Importantly, we partner with the tribes on our research so that the Strong Heart Study and its ancillary studies and publications receive tribal approval before they are initiated. So certainly you've met with some of these tribal members. Are they happy to be part of this study? What's their attitude and are they welcoming to you when you come as a researcher? So we have many community meetings. One of the things that we try to do is do community outreach and dissemination. And every time we have a community meeting, there are always people in the audience who were former participants of the Strong Heart Study who stand up and talk about the impact the Strong Heart Study has had in their community and on themselves. In fact, a number of times there have been people who have stood up and said, I am so grateful for having participated in the Strong Heart Study. When I went in for my exam, you guys found out that I was at imminent risk for a heart attack or imminent risk of other disease. And it, I was able to go to my primary care physician and then get that checked out and dealt with. 
A good example of this is Raymond Roy Almanza, a member of the Comanche tribe from Oklahoma. As part of his testimony, he said, for him, being part of the Strongheart study was more than just an opportunity to help scientists understand Native American health issues. It helped his health. Because of my participation in the study, I found out I had high levels of blood sugar. I found out I had diabetes. The people at the Strong Heart Study caught the situation before it became a serious threat to my health. Dr. Cole says this side benefit to the research is inspiring. So it's really had a personal impact. In addition, many people are very proud of the fact that they're part of medical research in general. Um, and so it's really been beneficial in the community. There's a lot of community support. What do you like about it? I actually feel like, you know, when you're a basic scientist, you sometimes feel like you wonder, well, you're working in the lab. What's going to come out of this? What am I really contributing? Here we get to interact with the community and a community that really needs attention. And we're able to really make an impact on some people's lives, bring attention to the health problems in the communities, and, and that makes me feel like I'm really uh, accomplishing something by the work I do. I asked Dr. Cole what kind of answers the Strong Heart Study has been able to provide since it started in 1988. Type 2 diabetes is one of the main risk factors for heart disease in American Indian communities and that has since been shown in many communities around the world, especially communities where type 2 diabetes is increasing in frequency. We know then that they're also going to be at, probably at risk for heart disease as well. And so has more intervention been put in place to help the Native American population keep from developing type 2 diabetes? So the communities are actually very interested in implementing intervention studies and approaches to try to prevent some of this disease. They're very focused on trying to promote nutritional guidelines, nutritional programs in their communities, getting the word out at, about risk factors, about getting regular checkups, things that really don't happen much. Another problem with a lot of the communities is that they're in rural regions and it's very hard for people to have access to healthy foods. Many times they don't have access to healthy foods, um, fresh vegetables, fresh fruits. So there are other interventions trying to get more of those products in local grocery stores. What's the next step in your research? Well, there are two things that are I'm really excited about. One is that the NHLBI, which has been funding this study since 1988, is committed to funding it for another round. So this will be Strong Heart Study Phase 7. It will be the actual sixth exam that occurs in living participants of the Strong Heart Study. We're really excited about the opportunity to get additional longitudinal data on this population. Is this sort of the dream for people who work in genetics and population health to be able to follow this cohort for so many years? Yes, it is. It's sometimes difficult to convince funders that it's important to continue. I mean, the study has been going on for a very long time, over 25 years. But it's really important to have this longitudinal data. And because you have so much previous data samples available on this cohort, adding to the resource by another exam is really sort of an exponential add. We're really excited about this opportunity.
This is more of a personal question. Has this work given you new insights into Native American culture and history and modern history? Absolutely. I mean, we all grew up learning about U.S. history and some of the the atrocities uh, that have happened to American Indians in this country. But what I didn't realize was how much government programs and other activities that have happened, even as recently as the 1970s, have decimated some of the culture and family. This is a traumatic experience for those communities. And I think that we need to, and we are trying to start take into account some of those traumatic experience and how it impacts health. So if you had to answer one question at the end of this strong heart study, what would it be? What would the researchers, the collaborators like to find out? I think we really want to find culturally appropriate ways of improving American Indian health. It's not going to be the same approaches that are taken in the community at large in the U.S. There have to be some considerations to the culture, to the location, and to the general structure of the communities. Why are you passionate about this? Why is this something you're willing to spend your your time and your expertise and your knowledge on? As a human geneticist, I know that we really need to have information on all human population groups to make wise decisions about how to handle public health issues. If we do not understand the ancestry, genetic ancestry, we can't make really good decisions about genetic risk factors for disease. That scientific level, it's very important to me. I also think it's really important to include all population groups across the U.S. in public health initiatives, and many times small groups like this get left behind because the studies are designed for the population at large. And I think it's also really important to draw attention to these individual groups because many times they suffer from the highest rate of disease. You've been listening to Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. We cover a range of topics on biomedical research with a new episode every two weeks. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe. We love sharing stories about our science. Thanks for listening. I'm Wendy Rigby.